to The Intentional Bride, a space created to nurture your heart in God's love. Let's get intentional. Hey, and welcome to another episode of The Intentional Bride. Welcome, happy Sunday, happy, happy Sunday. Yet another Sunday, another reason to give God thanks if you have good life, if you have breath, good health, absolutely take a minute to tell God thank you for giving you yet another day to say thank you and yet another day to fulfill purpose and live your best intentional life. If this is your first time, follow me on an in- at Intentional Bride on Instagram as well as you can subscribe on Podbean so that you can always get a notification when I put up a new episode. Ideally, I put up episodes every Sunday morning so that we can start our week full of life, full of love, full of God's presence. Today's topic is on the bride that was conflicted. Conflict, um, I believe, is part and parcel of everybody's life. There's always a choice between right and right and wrong. There's always a choice in every single aspect or category of your life. And there's always a situation that you'll be faced with where it will test your moral compass, it will test your moral grounding, and it will really push you to a place of of conviction as to whether or not you're going to take the high road or you're going to take the easy road that probably feels right in the moment or feels exciting or or whatever in the moment, but in the long run might have devastating effects on your life. The life of a Christian, at least in my life, as I can, I can speak for myself, is full of conflict. It's full of ups and downs. And you have two competing desires in you. You have your nature, your sinful nature that's at work. And this nature is drawn to the things of this world. It's drawn to the things that, you know, make people take. And you want to be a part. You want to be a part of all of it. You want to set aside what it is that you believe in and just maybe dive into this world for five minutes. And it affects our identity, especially because those that surround us the world itself is full of you know every single enticing enticement that will lead you away from the things of god if it's if it's social media if it's socialization if it's identity realizations in different categories outside of what is the norm it is all these things thrown at you and you're just like does it really pay to be good does it really pay to stay on the path of righteousness? Does it really pay to stay at God's feet and do it his way? Sometimes the temptation comes and it feels so good and you're alive and your heart is beating faster and your mind is racing and you're just like, you know what, God, I really would like to dive into this mess. I know in the long run it will have a bad effect, but as of today, It's making me feel alive. It's making me feel refreshed. It's making me feel... It's breaking the routine. The good... Being good doesn't come natural to us. And even to to a Christian who's anchored in God, being good is something, is a gift. It comes from God. It's not anchored on you. It's nothing you can do to earn His glory. There's nothing you can do to be righteous in His presence. It comes from Him. We are made righteous through Christ Jesus. It is solely a gift that was given to us on the cross of Calvary. So today I just want to talk about that conflict. And if you find yourself in a position of conflict, as I have many, many, many times, 
what do you do and how do you overcome and how do you make it that you can be intentional in that next time when your challenge comes or your conflicts come instead of judging yourself harshly or instead if you make a mistake here and then instead of being so heavy on yourself how do you overcome and make sure that moving forward you can stand on the promise of god and ensure that you don't fall and fall and fall to the point of no return i just want to speak uh to anchor this on the word of god and not speak from a position of just you know like coming up with it on my own but in galatians 5 verse 16 to 25 it speaks on this conflict and paul unpacks it and from verse 16 it says but i but i say walk habitually in the holy spirit i'm reading the amplified version seek him and be responsive to his guidance and then you will certainly not carry out the desires of your sinful nature your sinful nature which responds impulsively without regard for god and his precepts for the sinful nature has its desire which is opposed to the spirit and the desire of the spirit opposes the sinful nature for these two are in direct opposition to each other in continuous conflict so that you as believers do not always do whatever good things you want to do so already here we see paul already create you know create the foundation for yes you have god you have the spirit of god but you have to constantly seek him habitually and be responsive to his guidance this is a day for me i feel like it's a 24 hour <laughs> expiry thing i wake up in the morning i'm like god thank you for the new day I am alive. I thank you. I am not doing very well in A, B, C, D, and I need you to walk with me for this 24 hours. I didn't do so well yesterday, but I believe that if you walk with me today, I'll do better. It's about leaning on him in that intentional way. In this scripture, in this verse they use the word habitually, but I am like it's an intentional thing. And then it goes on to say in verse 18 but if you are guided and led by the spirit you are not subject to the law now the practices of the sinful nature are clearly evident so they don't just stop by telling you their two natures the, the spirit of god nature and the sinful nature now they break down the the nature and they're clearly evident this is sexual immorality impurity sensuality total irresponsibility lack of self-control idolatry, sorcery, hostility, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, disputes, dissension, factions, envy, drunkenness, riot riotous behavior and other things like this. So this list is not exhaustive. So basically, this list is basically covers a lot of who we are in the world and a lot of the things that a lot of people, you know, do. not because probably they want to but it's just a part of who we are it's part of our sinful nature i warn you beforehand just as i did previously that those who do not who practice these things will not inherit the kingdom of god but the fruit remember there are two natures so the, he's explained the sinful nature now we go into the fruit of the spirit the fruit of the spirit as a result of his presence with us and this is so important but the fruit of the spirit which is the result of his presence in us not the a result of our goodness 
not as a result of you being disciplined or you trying your level best not not as a result of you being perfect and holding on to his word and praying this perfect prayers in the morning or even not as a result of your intentionality you could have started the day perfect you prayed and you're like god come through come through but by 10 o'clock you're doing the most it's not as as a result of that but it is as a result of his presence within us within us is love joy peace patience kindness goodness faithfulness gentleness and self-control and once again it emphasizes against this there is no law and those who belong to christ jesus have crucified their sinful nature with its passions and appetites with its passions and appetites the sinful nature comes with drive it comes with push it draws you it's addictive it's consuming it comes for you and you're just like i know i shouldn't be doing this but i cannot help myself but if we claim to live by the holy spirit we must we must also walk by the spirit with personal integrity godly character and moral courage our conduct should be empowered by the holy spirit we must not become conceited challenging or provoking one another or envying one another so for me this word uh came at the time i needed it because i've been going through a lot of conflict in and of myself there's a part of me that's that's trying to discover who i am what what am i about i'm unpacking the true essence of who i am and then on this other side there's the presence of god in my life and what that yields for me the two sometimes are not meeting they're in conflict there's a side of me that's like okay god i just need you know i need to i need to go down this path just a bit deeper i need to discover i need to explore you know maybe i just did didn't get time in my youth or i need i need more time i need more time i need to unpack this a bit more i need to come into myself feminism and all these good things and just you know where you're just gassing yourself up to do the most and then there's on this side where god is categorical and he's saying listen you have my presence your whole held to a different standard and even though there is conflict in that conflict that's where i birth purpose in that conflict that's where i birth a reason for existence a thirst a thirst for pursuing godly things paul knew this conflict all too well remember paul was the one who had experienced this whole conversion experience on the road to damascus and had gone from killing christians persecuting christians to now he's preaching and bringing people to god and paul i like him because when he went through his transformation process he didn't go into the church and sit under the feet of the pastor and all spiritual authority and spiritual guide he didn't do all that he just hit the ground running because he knew that he had encountered the king of kings and the lord of lords and against him there was no law he was no longer subject to the law and he understood this so much so that he knew his encounter with jesus had made him never the same again and he could go out there and transform by telling his story that's what it's about it's about being, being me being able to sit here and say i'm not perfect i'm struggling i struggle on more levels than anybody can understand but at least i'm able to sit here and say i know god's love and i know his presence and because i know it i can speak and say that in spite 
of my insecurities, in spite of my weaknesses, in spite of my sin, this God speaks for me and he loves me. Paul, on the other hand, speaks of a thorn in his flesh in 2 Corinthians 12. He doesn't unpack it. He doesn't quite tell us, you know, why or what it's about. He doesn't quite explain to us what the thorn was. But he goes ahead and says in verse 7, because of surpassing greatness and extraordinary nature of revelations, which he received from God, for this reason, to keep me of thinking myself as important, a thorn in the flesh was given to me, a messenger of Satan to torment, to harass, to keep me from exalting myself. Concerning this, I pleaded with the Lord three times that it might leave me. But he has said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. My loving kindness, my mercy are more than enough, always available, regardless of the situation. And my power is perfected in your weakness. Therefore, I will all the more gladly boast in my weakness so that the power of Christ may completely enfold me and dwell in me. So I am well pleased that my weakness with insults, with distress, with persecution, with difficulties for the sake of Christ, for when I am weak, then I am strong because he was able to draw from God's strength. Paul doesn't mention what this thorn was, but I imagine because he didn't go into detail, it was not cute. And for the fact that he had cried out to God severally, maybe this is just in this time he had asked three times. So I'm imagining he continued to ask. And I fully relate to this guy. There is situations in my life where I have gone into the presence of God and I've just flat, face flat on the floor, said, God, if you don't remove this situation from my life, I'm going to mess up. I'm going to mess up and the damage might not be irreparable and god looks at me and he's like i've allowed it i've allowed it and i'm in it and not only am i in it i'm going to use it for my glory my glory is going to come out of it and but when you look at the situation with your naked eyes you're like this situation is not good god check in and do something and not only does he not do something he allows it but what I have come to understand is his grace is sufficient. And at no point have I felt judged. At no point have I felt rejected. At no point have I felt persecuted. In fact, at every point I have felt God's patience. I have felt his love. I felt his understanding. And I have seen his hand. If there is a time I have held on to God and I've said, if you don't come through here, I'm not going to do the right thing. And he has come through and caught me just in time just in time just in time god's in this season i have seen god birth the best words the most relatable i have been because i've been able to get off a high horse that i had sat on possibly in without my knowledge exalting myself because my life was straight it was comfortable it was peaceful it was like oh give me the word lord I received the word, the podcast is spoken, and here I am, let your people receive it. And God has humbled me. He has humbled me, and he has given me a thorn as well in my flesh. And my thorn is something else. But I know that I will navigate, and I know that God's love is sufficient. And what I know is that this will end in a beautiful way, and it will bring glory to God. And that for 
whoever needs to hear this word that there is no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus. And when God's presence is with you, love surrounds you, grace surrounds you, he keeps you, he protects you, he covers you. And for whatever it is, you will see God's hand come through for you. You will see his hand come through for you. Paul, I'll finish with what Paul said. My grace is sufficient for you. I'm speaking for what God for what God said to Paul. My grace is sufficient for you. In the amplified version amplifies and says, My loving kindness and my mercy are more than enough, always available, regardless of the situation. For my power is being perfected and is completed and shows itself most effective in your weakness. I hope this has encouraged someone and somebody out there is feeling like God, you know, come through. Come through. The conflict is real. You have failed. You have made mistakes. You have let yourself down. But His grace is sufficient. Don't stay down. Don't condemn yourself. Don't condemn yourself. If it's if it's already gone south, it's already gone south. Pick yourself up. Keep going. Keep going. Don't let the devil keep you down. His grace is sufficient. Don't judge yourself too harshly. His grace is sufficient. Keep it 24 hours. Let the cycle be 24 hours. For whatever you did within the 24 hours, ask God for strength. If you didn't do so well, aim to do better the next day. Aim to do better, but God's grace is sufficient. His faithfulness is sufficient. His grace is sufficient. His mercy is ever renewed. No matter how bad you think it is, God is ready to cover it, to keep it tucked away, and to bring you back into his space. Until next time. Thank you for tuning in, and I hope you can make this space a home for your heart.